Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This is Teddy Allen. Appreciate you being a part of Beyond 1894. Welcome to summertime in Louisiana, where it's a little bit sultry out there. But summertime means optimism because that means fall is not far behind and fall means football. So along those lines today, we're lucky to have Sonny Cumbie. Sonny, welcome and thanks for taking time for us. Thanks, Teddy. I appreciate you having me on today. Sonny would be the new head football coach since December-ish here at Louisiana Tech. His first season's coming up. They're going to play Missouri before you know it. We'll get to that. But first of all, Sonny, you're a country guy. You seem to fit in well in Ruston. Tell us about summertime in Snyder, Texas for little bitty Sonny Cumbie. Yeah, summertime in Snyder, Texas was probably uh, similar to what it is for a lot of the youth here in Ruston. A lot of Little League baseball, a lot of playing cut ball in the outfield whenever your game wasn't being played. You stayed at the ballpark all night. You chased down foul balls because you got a free snow cone. Um, occasionally, you would hang around the, the, the back of the concession stand at the end. Now, my, my six-year-old actually calls them, and, and I do not advocate for this, okay. but he, he, he somehow he calls them concussion stands. Okay. And so we're not going to go there. Um, but but we, you'd hang around the back door of the concession stand because all the old hot dogs that they didn't sell, they would give to you for free. So um, a lot of baseball. And then um, I, I, we never took a lot of family vacations. We usually just spent the summer working, doing some, um, you know, uh, building a fence, uh, you know, cleaning out a ditch, all those things that are a lot of fun to Boy, do in the summer. Cleaning, that is, that yeah. is fun. Yeah. Uh, your folks were in what business? My my uh, my parents both were. Uh, my father worked in the oil field, still does, and has his whole life God since he graduated it. high school, and worked his way up. You know, started driving a truck and has continued to just work his way up. and And it's like coaching. I found and visiting with my father about the oil field, and it's like everybody knows everybody. And it's really, it's really, it's the connections. And he knows he's he's kind of the old school in in the oil and oil gas oil and gas industry in terms of there's a lot of new school that's kind of coming out and and they this is their new ideas on how to get jobs done and then when sometimes those don't work then they call my dad and like all right well how do we really get the job done and then he comes in and he gets it done and, and then my that's mom so she worked some in the old field but she had three boys so she was a full-time mom and then um they all they all they have a lot of animals while and they love you know um, horses and, and and cattle and different things like that and then now they're they're bailing a lot of hay right now so they're constantly needing something to do for you know they, they're they're hard workers well, I know you love your job and you love ball, and we're going to get to that. But, but sometimes in the middle of the season when things start dragging and maybe it's not going like, do you, do you just say, man, I, I just I just wish I was in Snyder, Texas for like two days. Not, not really, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, love, I love growing up there. Uh, but, but absolutely, um, Time I enjoy the present of where I'm at. So, Where were you at on the Frito pie? Oh, I love Frito pie. That, see, you tell you that you ask that every chance I get when I'm watching a high school game on Friday nights. If I'm out on the road, that's the number one go to. Is let's see how what kind of Frito pie this concession stand has. This concussion stand. The conce yeah, and and I'm really disappointed if they have the nacho cheese. I want grated cheese. Gotta have it. Yeah, it's yep. a, it's a big difference. Hey, one thing here, Teddy. Do you guys put mustard on your Frito pie? I do not. Okay. Oh well, yeah, and in, in West Texas, you you put mustard on about everything. So. It's pretty good on the on the Frito pie. Y'all are big. Y'all are big time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of big time, we got football season coming up. You've been with your guys during the spring, and we haven't. And I think everybody, all of us, has been trying to leave you alone, just so you can figure out where to buy milk and get bananas, and you know how to get to the ballpark. But now's the time to ask, and we'll be hanging around you more here in the next few months. Why should fans have cause for optimism about the twenty twenty two? football bulldog well i think the number one reason for optimism for our players is 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 it starts with their talent i think we do have a healthy dose of talent 
um, in terms of our, our offensive skill, defensive skill, um, up front on the defensive line. Um, you know, we have some guys that are highly talented. Um, I think the other thing is just the work ethic and the thing, the, the way of the approach our players have taken since we've been here in terms of, of being coachable, of taking coaching. Football is very important to them, and I think they've bonded together really well. And I think so. You have a healthy dose of talent. Um, you have to work extremely hard, uh, which our players are doing right now. And that's what everyone, everyone that's playing college football is doing the same thing right now. But also with built in within that, how are we separating ourselves, things that we're doing from a little difference, different standpoint that the other people may not be willing to do. And so that's what the challenge is for our players. We had a really successful spring. Um, we've got to play well at quarterback. And we've got, you know, two guys that we feel pretty good about that are older and Parker McNeil and Matthew Downing. Landry Liddy, a young freshman from Calvary Baptist, had a good spring. It was good for him to be here and, and learn the offense and learn what it's like to go about. Uh, just a college spring, and so that position is always critical. Um, but but I think number one to answer your question, we ha we do have a good amount of talent, and and we have a good amount of talent that loves to practice and loves to work, and so we're trying to harness all that in the right direction and and play with a lot of discipline, protect the football, all those things that when you get into it on offense and defense, it's do you do you turn the ball over on offense and then do you take it away are you good on third downs or do you keep the offense off the field on third downs and then do you score touchdowns in the red zone and then who wins the battle of the explosive plays so really those are the four things that you look at and we'll have plenty of time to dissect all that but I think the optimism is our kids have a ton of energy and a ton of talent and a ton of the number one thing it takes for anything is want to and right now um, the majority of those guys have shown a lot of want to to be a good football player and a good team yeah, and wanting to practice makes a big, makes a big difference. You win a lot of games on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, 257-3631 is the number to call for tickets. You can go to latexsports.com slash tickets. Uh, you can get season tickets. The Joe will be rocking this fall. Looking forward to the opener at Missouri. That will be on a Thursday night, September the 1st. And then the Bulldogs will be back at the Joe. Okay. Uh, 257-3631. You mentioned the guys liking to be together. Uh, you're a baseball guy. Correct. And you would probably be coaching that if you weren't coaching football. And the baseball team this year, Lane Burroughs and his crew, that was one thing special about them was they really did all enjoy being together. They were kind of wanting a bad apple in the bunch. Tell us how much of a difference that makes, uh, the chemistry in your locker room. Well, Teddy, after going through it and observing other sports, I think I might want to coach golf if <laughs> well, I didn't do that. So he gets <laughs> But um, of course, I have that, as many people yelling at you. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I uh, and and uh, Coach Terry, he does a great job here. And good um, man, you know he is. He's he's been awesome and very welcoming to me. And um, but now Coach Burroughs and his team, the Diamond Dogs, you know they were so much fun to watch because you saw that. You know, you you sat here and said this. Um, right across from me about how they enjoyed being around each other. Well, if you just watch them and you watch how they interact and you watch how they compete, um, you didn't. You wouldn't have to say that. I mean, you pick up on that. They they seemed like they were a group probably that really had a lot of joy playing with each other, a lot of joy in showing up to the ballpark every day and and doing the little things of being a really good baseball player that probably aren't as as glamorous or aren't as fun. And it's no different in football. And so, um, you know, I think that's a it's really something that we talked to our players about. We showed them the video um, of when they were in the Conference USA um, Championship and they beat UTSA and in, in the game before when they had the walk off. So back to back walk offs to win the Conference USA Championship and the celebration because that's what you see at the end is a celebration 
and that's what it should look like at the end of your season. But what you don't see is is the showing up right now in the summer and, and showing up in the weight room and showing up on the practice field. And those are all the little things that you check in the boxes that allow those opportunities to happen. And they seized that opportunity and they made the most of it. And I think that is really the underlying component to a lot of teams' success is their ability um, to connect to one another and to really have joy being around each other on a daily basis. I suspect, uh, in my experience, when that shows up the most is not necessarily when things are good, but when they're getting kind of dicey during a game and you exchange glances with the brother. And uh, what's happened like this summer, somehow all that clicks into good teams' heads and they overcome. Closeness and uh, friendships in terms of team sports, togetherness, have you ever experienced that outside of uh, precisely like it is in ball and then and – ha- how much of a role did that play in your decision to make this a career? It's hard. It's really hard to simulate that for me to, to think back of outside of football and outside of a coaching staff or outside of a team, minus your immediate family, um, the, the, the closeness. And, and it's just – I think sometimes we, we live – in coaching and in athletics, it's probably a little bit abnormal life um, that we don't realize that it's abnormal because it's just something that you've always done in terms of the hours, in terms of the time, of um, the time that you're spending with, with – you know, you're in a, in a room like this for approximately in season. So you approximately three days a week, you're in a room like this for, you know, probably five or six hours where you're just sitting around a room watching a screen. And so you're going to get to know somebody really well. And and also, you, like you said, that the times where we get on each other's nerves and, and then, we, and then uh, we get, get short tempered with each other and we get uh, impatient with each other. Um, but as coaches, um, our, our cohesiveness and our chemistry allows our team to have that. And so from the, from the standpoint of the closeness of a team and the togetherness, I was very fortunate in last year, the last five weeks at Texas Tech, to be a part of something that, for me, I think is, is, is probably a pretty special moment in a, in a coaching career because you were part of a group of, of, of men who really decided, like, we're, we're all fired. And we're all going to just bond together and, and have uh, an environment and provide an environment as best as we can for these players to enjoy these last five weeks. And the players did the same thing. And you ended up winning a bowl game against, you know, against Mississippi State. And, you know, uh, fortunate to be a part of a 12-1 and Peach Bowl championship team that probably should have been in the playoffs the first year in 2014 at TCU. And I can say the, the elation and the joy that you experience after the Liberty Bowl when you're 7-5 and five, is is probably our seven and six is just as much as when you were 12 and one so when all that went down at texas tech just to catch everybody up back last december so december was just we're playing with house money and let's rock and roll and see what happens well you you know it was a unique situation and 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 i've been i was at texas tech for for as a GA under Mike Leach. I saw Mike Leach get fired. I saw Tommy Tuberville get hired. I was on the staff when Tommy Tuberville left. I was on the staff when Cliff Kingsbury got hired. Um, I was um, at TCU when Cliff Kingsbury gets let go. Um, then I come back to Texas Tech under Matt Wells. And uh, so I've been a part mm-hmm. of all of those head coaches over the last ever how many years that is. And so a unique perspective. And so when, when you went through that, you know, it, it's just I told our players it, the situation and the climate, you know, was was one of, of kind of doom and gloom for a while. And, and so you just tell them, like, listen, like the, the worst things already happened to all of us. Right. We all got fired. So, I mean, there, there's no reason for us like we're all going to have we're all going to we're all going to have jobs. You know, we're all a lot better off than we should be. 
you're going to have a great coach that's going to come in and take care of you guys and care for you. So let's not walk around on eggshells and think, woe is me. Let's just go out. Let's enjoy these last five to six weeks. Let's make the most of this situation and this opportunity. And, and, and fortunately, we had a group of coaches who, who believed that and did that, and then it trickled down. And we had a group of strong leadership and a strong togetherness um, of our seniors that, you know, in, in this era, there was a lot of guys on that team that chose to come back for their fifth or sixth year. When in college football, it's so easy to say, hey, you know what? The water's a little bit colder here than I thought, so I'm going to go down the road and see if they got, you know, if the temperature's a little better to my liking. And and they didn't do that, and so that that part was fun. And but yeah, it was it was uh, you know so many lessons learned, um, and and this, that last season, and 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 uh, you know so many experiences in that. Just to to break stride for a second, you mentioned what an abnormal kind of life it can be. Is it neat being able to wear shorts almost every day to work? <laughs> well, Teddy, there it's only during the summer that we wear shorts. All right, during fall and spring, we got business casual. But, yes, it is in the afternoon to put our practice shorts on and go out on the field and run around. Um, I, you know, it's, it's like our two and a half hours, two hours of recess. Okay. Some irate fan may holler at you every now and then, but at least by God I get to wear shorts all July. What is your dad's first name? What, is, what do they call your dad? Uh, my dad is uh, Bobby Jack. Okay. But I knew it was a double name. Yeah. Bobby Jack. Yeah. He can't wear shorts into the oil field, I imagine. So. No, no. And he, he, he didn't wear shorts, I don't think, until about you know 10 or 15 years ago. I never saw him wear shorts because <laughs> so, he's always working and, and had the, the, the pants on. Bobby Jack. That's, I hope he's coming to games. Does he like football? I think, Will yeah, he'll be, to, coming. Yeah, he'll be coming. He'll be coming. All right, you mentioned about some guys going to where the water's better, where they perceive yeah. it to be better. And you walked on at Tech from Snyder uh, in 2000. You did not start. You were a walk-on. Uh, but as a senior, you led the country in passing, 4,742 yards. and total offense, 45-75. I know I should have these numbers memorized, Sonny. 32 TDs. What can you use from that experience? Do you ever use that to, to tell a kid about not giving up and, and just a little bit about what your journey might have been like that first day and everybody's dressing over here and you may have been dressing over there in the auxiliary locker room, I don't yeah. know, and five years later you're leading the guys to a bowl game. Well, there's, there's two lessons that, that have really I derived from that experience that are on the top of my lessons to share list or mm -hmm. lessons that have developed or helped form my coaching philosophy is the, and the first one is is as a, as a fifth string walk on that um, nobody paid attention to for about three years you know coaches didn't really talk to um, nobody really paid much attention to um, and then five years later you're the starting quarterback and all of that flips and so um, I remember and and, and, and I, I just remember how that felt and then I just want our coaches and, and, and one of the main things that I want to share with our coaches and one of the main things that I share with families and with our players is your value has nothing to do with whether you're the fifth string scholarship kicker or you're the first string walk-on linebacker. If you're on scholarship and you're playing, if you're on walk-on and you're not playing, like you're going to be valued because you're part of our program and you're going to be cared for and appreciated because of who you are as a person. Um, and it does not have anything to do with whether you're playing or not. And so that is really one of the things that I talk a lot about with our coaches is I want us to value people um, for, for who they are and not because they may be the starter walk-on. And the other one, the other lesson I share with players, I share with kids that were recruiting is when you get to college it's going to be really hard when you get to college you're going to meet resistance and I met resistance after the first fall 
Um, I call the coach from Tarleton State. I say, hey, you guys still got that $3,000 scholarship that you offered me? And and he said, well, no, actually, we gave that to somebody else. It's not still there. And so I said, well, I guess I can't go to Tarleton State because the road's hard here. And I just stuck it out. And yeah. I, my point being is everybody meets resistance. And then what do you do once you meet resistance? And fortunately for me, um, there was a door that was closed. And then I just continued to really anchor your feet in and just to work. And my end, end goal – Teddy was, I wanted to coach. And my end goal was like, I'm going to do everything in my power to try to play. If it works out, great. If it doesn't work out, I'm going to hopefully have enough knowledge base of this offense that I could go on and, and coach it one day. And and I coach because of, uh, of how I was coached when I was in high school. Um, fortunately for me, my experiences with coaches were always, for the most part, positive. And they were coached by men that loved to coach, that loved to teach, that loved the sport they were um, leading us in and they led us very well and so it's kind of one of those things where you're a high school you know freshman sophomore junior and you're kind of like man this looks pretty cool what he's doing I want to do that one day and and Sammy Ball his son David Ball was my high school football coach wow and so I'm um, a little slinging, bit, slinging Sammy Ball that's, that's right yeah so he lived in Rotan Sammy mm-hmm. did and he would come to Snyder and play mm-hmm. at the nine hole golf course there at the junior college there in town and um, he played, and you know, it's, it's always interesting because David, his son, we never, we never really conversed much about his father, um, and then, and then it was when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame at TCU, and and I was coaching at TCU. David, his his son, and my high school coach came up to me, and and he's like, you know, Sonny, he's like, I was watching some old film on my dad. He was a pretty good player, wasn't he? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think he's pretty good. If you've never heard of Sammy Ball, <laughs> yeah. do yourself a favor and go look him up. You talk about old school, and that's back when you, you know, after the game was over, you folded your helmet up and put it in the, your back pocket and walked home. Yeah. He was a bona fide stud. Yes, he was. Slinging Sammy Ball, that's a neat story. Well, speaking of adversity, and all this can sound cliche, unless you've lived it, and then you know it's not. And that's like the tennis of tech. You know, hope when you're a, a, a walk-on or, or trying to – excellence, confidence, commitment. How do you try to work those things in, in the tech culture in, into your student-athletes when you're coaching? How does that affect how you handle each kid? You know, when I first got here, President Geis, he, he, he presented me with a Tenants of Tech medallion. Mm-hmm. And, and when you go around and you read all of them, it's like, my gosh, that's like – the, that, that's what you'd want as a program foundation of, and, and obviously that's what it is here as a school, the tenets of tech. And so you can just go down every one of them and, and, and present, a, you know, a, a strong case for your players. And, and, you know, the thing that I, we, loyalty is actually one of the first things that we talk about to our players. And we try to define that to our players in, in terms of this is what loyalty means to us at, tech, at Louisiana Tech football. Um, this is how we can show our loyalty to each other, how we can show our loyalty to the city of Ruston. How do we show our loyalty to um, the University of Louisiana Tech and, and on campus? How are we loyal to the student body? And so we, we try to define that and, and, and then how we do that on a day-to-day basis. So loyalty is very important to us. And we boil it down. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of them on, you know, there's, uh, I believe there's, there's 12, yeah. right, 12 tenants of tech. And so with loyalty, we try to, if we say loyalty, our players should say it's about what? Doing. Loyalty is about doing. Loyalty is about doing. And we have these definitions, but it's, you know, to, to snapshot it into one word so they know that, hey, it's more about what I do than, than, than what I can say um, in terms of loyalty. I think hope is a huge one. I think hope is, is so critical um, for our student athletes. Um, you know, I think sometimes it's twofold and it goes pretty deep of like, where do you place your hope? 
What is your hope in ultimately? And then also, our student athletes have the ability um, in, a, in a small way to inflect hope from where they're coming from to people who follow them, to people that are in their family. And so that is something for me that is, is a big word in terms of the hope that we provide others, um, that they provide. And then, you know, confidence, you, 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 you see it and you try to instill it all the time of, of confidence and belief and people believing in themselves. And, you know, I was fortunate. I had a coach that, that and this is the most basic rudimentary uh, uh, description I drew my confidence off of my work ethic and my preparation. I probably maybe sold myself a little short in terms of my belief and my abilities, but I worked really hard, prepared, worked, prepared. And this coach said, hey, he said, hey, he said, Cumbie, he's like, have you ever have you ever read the book, The Little Train That Could? <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, I did. Yeah, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. He was like, you need to remember that. And so, I mean, it's something that's simple, but and that might not strike a chord with others, but not, it struck a chord with me. It's cliche and, till you live and, it. And exactly, right. it is. And and the confidence, I think the number one thing that, you, that as a coach, you want to have a player, a student athlete, whoever's working in your office, whoever's in your office, to have the confidence that they believe in themselves based upon their, their worth, you know, and what they can give to this world. I tell our players all the time, if you pin yourself into the box where – all you want to provide to this campus, all you want to provide in this world is how far you can punt the ball, then you're selling yourself well short because you guys have so much more to give. And so in terms of confidence and believing in one another, um, you know, integrity, um, I think that's just kind of, for us, it's how you live your day-to-day -day life and the choices that you make. And so um, there's, a, there's, there's the 12 tenets of tech are, are really interwoven into what I believe we have them in our in our in our facility, on 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 our wall for our players and and so loyalty is the the first one that we've really tackled and we've really dove into in terms of we're going to be about this and I think it's it's neat because from a forward thinking standpoint you always have to you always have to you know, kind of evolve and and you know all right once we get loyalty and then we've gone into loyalty connection consistency and service. You know, and then, but but we also will pull more from the tenants of tech every year and master those as well. Well, it's always wonderful to hear coaches talk about you know bubble screen and a gap and cover two and everything. But once you leave school, for the majority of us, we're not going to be asked to punt or return anything. Yeah. So it's it's wonderful to know that as many young men and student athletes as y'all and and in other sports uh, student athletes females that uh, tech is preparing them for when the ball games are over. Uh, I like Sonny Cummings because he threw away his brushing comb years ago, as did I. Uh, <laughs> our hair goes its own way. And he was a walk-on who ended up starting as a senior because he stuck it out. Y'all were underdog at Texas Tech, and he played top five Cal in the Holiday Bowl. Sonny was 39 of 60 for 572 yards and three TDs as y'all dope-popped the Cal Bears. I know that's a happy memory for you. Uh, speaking of Texas Tech, Cooper Fouts yep. is uh, the quote-unquote one of the coaches at <laughs> with Lane and the gang over at the Love Shack, and uh, it's been a joy getting to know him this year. He was the catcher when you were quarterback. Did you all meet at Tech? We did. Yeah, we we had a lot of interactions, positive interactions okay. in the weight room. He was in there getting. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, he was in there getting swole. I mean, yeah, he, he was, was in there nut. like. Like uh, you know, under the squat rack, and mm -hmm. and and so, and then when I left Texas Tech, 
I would come back in the off season and I would train with the strength conditioning coach that trained the baseball team. And so I had a lot of interactions with those guys down in the bubble and, and I knew Cooper well from the Texas Tech time. And so was really excited. And I had followed him when, when he had gone to, I knew he was at Purdue before he came here. And so we knew he was at Purdue and then saw that he came here, Louisiana Tech. And so um, I've had a chance to connect with him some and, and it's been great. And, you know, there's, it's so, it's so interesting, you know, with Cooper, um, with Brooke, you know, with Talvin, myself, um, I know the Texas Tech connections in terms of the coaching staffs here at, at Louisiana Tech. It's it's a small world. It is. It's small all the time. Cooper was a catcher. They were uh, y'all had a really good baseball team. Went to the NCAA tournament back in '04 um, when you were either junior or senior. Another one of your coaches, your coaches, Jake Brown. We should uh, congratulate him, co-offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach. He and Brittany just had a little boy child. Correct. Yeah, Jackson. Jackson yep. is a little brother to Harper. That's right. That's right. So I hope you gave Jake a few hours off. I know you didn't give him a whole day. Yeah. But good for them. Yeah. Well, you know, Teddy, you're, you got a good memory. You're, I want to quiz you at some point on our coaching staff and all the kids yeah. and who they belong to. I have a room, their age. Room temperature IQ. But well, that, I do try to prepare that, and I do try to work. Well, so. The thing is, too, Teddy, yeah. we just saw Jake at the facility and I told him, really? I said, I said, you know what? I was like, you better – Go home and 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 uh, whatever you have to do here, it's not that important. And and uh, so, but Good now Brittany, you. Brittany and Jake are are great friends of ours and really excited that they've they've uh, they've got their second child and he's a good football coach and a good person and Brittany's awesome she works here on She's campus got, as well any yeah. coach's wife has, no doubt. Got, has got to be yes uh okay Jackson I think they're going to spell it J-A-X correct S-O-N O-N yeah J-O-X-O-N okay so Jackson future bulldog your wife's Tamara your little boys are Greg and Hayes Gray yeah Gray I mean Gray and Hayes Great G R E Y. Yeah, G R E Y. How old is how old is Gray down? He's how nine. Okay. Yep. And then, of course, you got two cats. Correct. Yeah. You, you got, still got them. They made the they made the move. You got yeah. two cats. They made and the you move. Got speaking of herding cats, you got Bobby Anderson. I met Bobby Anderson at the DAC the first of this month. She is a total joy, and she's your mother-in-law. Correct. Yes. And she said you were the world's greatest son-in-law. <laughs> so I thought if there's any guys listed, how can we – let's put some pressure on all of yeah. us. But how would you coach us up to be good son-in-laws? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I think it's uh, just being a good listener. Uh, being a good listener, I think, is probably the number one thing. And then being patient and, and uh, just being available when you can be available, mm-hmm. which, you know, for me, it challenges that in some point. Be tough, but, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm um, very fortunate to have my mother-in-law and father-in-law. They, they've moved here to Ruston, and, and so they, they, they're here, and, and uh, they're very loving, and, and they've taken good care of, of, my, of us. But I think that they're really just here, you know, more so for Gray and Hayes. I was going to say, I, I think that's kind of the, the – I know kid. they're crazy about you and about their daughter, Tamara. <laughs> But Gray and Hayes were the yeah I think yeah. That, yeah yeah that's what made them want to come up here and pursue full scholarships. Well, we'll wrap this up in a second, but let's talk a little bit more football. Uh, Nathan Young has a hard job. He is the offensive line coach, and I say it because last year the tackles kept getting hurt. It was just a, and people just don't understand that little unit. Just the littlest thing goes wrong, and it's just dominoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some wonderful student athletes that play on the offensive line, really bright kids and just great to be around. 
What is that unit looking like? Yeah, Coach Young has done a really good job. He and Coach Barrett, Ty Barrett, who came on board with us as the assistant line coach to help Nathan, um, have done a good job of unifying that group. Um, I think that group is, is a talented group. I think it tackles at times last year they maybe were young, a little bit younger mm-hmm. and, and forced into some action. But yep. um, I, I think those guys across the board, um, you know, improved this spring. They took a step in the right direction. The depth at tackle, I think, is something that we have to continue to develop. Um, and then interior, you have two strong leaders in Abe Delphin and Josh Moat that I think will provide the anchor of that group. And then bringing along Dakota White, you know, Byron, um, he, he played at right tackle and played at left tackles, bounce around. And then at right guard, Isaac Ellis and Jaron Gilbert are really in a battle for that right guard spot. And then we've got a lot of younger guys that, that have had good springs. And, you know, I, I think the offensive line and defensive line are the key to your team. Um, that's the way that you're going to win football games, at least consistently. You're going to win in the trenches up front. Do you control the line of scrimmage? Um, do you live in the backfield, tackles for losses from that standpoint on the defensive line? Um, and so I think that our offensive line is, is in a really good spot. Coach Young is a very good teacher, and, and, and he's a good fixer. You know, a troubleshooter, which all coaches have to be, you know, a qualified troubleshooter to be a coach. Um, but he's good at that. And, and so um, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged by how they finished in the spring, um, the, the summer work that they're putting in right now. And then I think you said it, the offensive line's closeness and that they're, they're like a, a group within themselves, within the team, and they have to move together. And, and so looking forward to, to seeing how they do in fall camp and moving forward this season. Yeah, it's just a hard job they have, and we're rooting for them. Let them know. And the skill guys get more pub if we've got just about three or four more minutes. Uh, if you go down the roster, number four is B.J. Williamson, number five is Griffin Abier, number six is Smoke Harris, number seven Jaden Cole. Those are really good, really good players, and you could keep going down the list. Uh, but what are some emerging names that we – have are not aware of that we'll probably become familiar with this fall we were thinking about you guys teddy with the nerd jersey numbers mm-hmm. you know and so we're going to move in trey Thank harris to number three that worked so too. now you got trey at number three and then you can just add him oh, down the list there we wanted to make it easier for, for spotting boards and then also for media relations we need all the help we can get <laughs> so you know i, I think trey is a, is a is a receiver that's, mm-hmm. that's made plays here um, in the past, I think he is is uh, if he stays healthy, has the chance to emerge and and really be a difference maker for us on offense. You know, Griffin Abear, I think, has really embraced the the tight end position. He's added weight and and has done a really nice job through the spring on defense. Rasheed Lyles, uh, Rasheed Lyles really emerged in the mid to late spring and has continued to really take off as a name that you know you may not have have heard of a ton, but. Um, has, has done a great job this summer. So Rasheed Lyles, you know, Kiwi Rose had an excellent spring. is is very difficult to block inside. And, and I think what Coach Power does up front in terms of his line movements, I think will really help those guys create even more tackles for loss. And I think the guy that's been, you know, is, is when we talk about consistency on our program, you know, a lot of the things, you know, that we talk about, they, they're, they're non-football related. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with football related, but it does. You know, if that if that makes sense, and and Cedric Woods is a guy that right now, you know, fits that mold of consistency. Um, he's been been very very um, eager to learn, and and you know, has been a very coachable player. And I know he played last year, but Ced Woods has really had a nice spring and summer. Yeah. And so, those are the names of guys that were here on the team last year that you're going to look out there. I hope this fall and see them make plays and be like wow you know where did that guy come from and you know he was here and and so those and there's there's several others that are out there um and then we also you know we're, we've added some players you know from the from the time spring ended 
And, and part of that is, is just the necessity of, of if you have 85 scholarships, which they give us, we break it up with 41 on defense, 41 on offense, which is 82, and then you got three specialists, which gets you to 85. And so our allocation on defense was we had 32 of our 41 guys, so we were nine scholarships short on defense. And and so there have been a few guys so that have, have, have we've lost, and so now you're at 30. And so you're 11 scholarships short. And so we really needed to bolster our ranks on defense and not bolster them with just people, but just with quality people and that are that are good players that we can hopefully develop here and, and be here because we don't lose any seniors on the roster on defense. I know there's some guys that are juniors Sweet. that have played. So, um, but no, we, those are the main guys, you know, so Rasheed Lyles, Keevy Rose, Griffin Bear, and Trey Harris. LaTexSports.com slash tickets are 257-3631 for season tickets. Um we're really looking forward to it, Coach. You haven't lost a game yet, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, we could tell from the Liberty Bowl uh, that you had a blast that game as the acting head coach. It was a lot of fun to watch. So can't wait to watch that in the Joe. Have you are you, to close this out? Are getting close to the end? Have you got? Uh, are you getting more comfortable with being the head coach in stuff that doesn't have hardly anything to do with football? Yeah, I have. I mean, it's always, you know, I've said this before, it's like being a husband or a father. You can read all you want. Um, you can probably listen to some really neat and informative <laughs> podcasts or watch some yeah, videos, but you don't really know until you do it. And so it constantly, there's things that come across your desk all the time, and it's just time management of how you organize it and how you go about attacking those tasks. And and I, I really think that if we can continue to push the season back, because I like being undefeated, and, and it's been undefeated good, awesome. and we're going to stay undefeated as long as possible. But, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun coaching when you're winning. And, and you said it earlier on, um, coaching really matters whenever you're going through those momentums that are going against you. And so how we handle those will be um, very important as coaches. But it's been great being here. Um, I've enjoyed Rustin. I've enjoyed Louisiana Tech, the campus. We had a faculty day um, when we were going through spring practice, had a lot of faculty um, representation at our practice, and we'll continue to do that. Um, our players, we want them to be active, and, and we want them to be, and I stole this from, from Sam Speed on campus, but we want our players to be university citizens, and we want them to be um, guys on cross campus that are approachable, guys that are respectful, guys that um, are showing up and, and doing what they need to do in class. And so um, that, that's important to us. And so it's been great, and, and we look forward to winning a lot of games and look forward to having a lot of success and, and, and continuing on the tradition that um, really everyone before us has built this program in terms of the name recognition and the brand and the tradition of success that Louisiana Tech has had. Well, it's been a pleasure spending time with you. We want to take away from this a couple of things, and one is that uh, we want to teach our, students, teach our student athletes, and all of us come into contact with them from now, now and again, that they have value and that life's difficult. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be hard. Uh, John Wayne said in the movie, "Life is hard. It's harder if you're stupid." So let's try to coach ourselves up and encourage each other because it can be a jungle out there. Uh, but ball sure is fun. I'm glad you're here. You obviously are having a you know a ball, and we can't wait for the season to start. Please tell Miss uh, Miss Bobby Anderson we said hey, and it's Bobby Jack, right? Yes, my father. Mm -hmm. Got Bobby's my mother's, everywhere. My mother's, my mother's Gwen. Yep. Gwen mm -hmm. can't wait yep. to meet him. Um, and our best to Gray and Hayes, and especially to Tamara. Anything else you got for the fans before we let you go? Well, I I, I just have enjoyed this time with you, Teddy. And and I, and the, the thing that that we always I always like to just whenever you can is is the support 
for our student athletes in all sports is 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 showing up and cheering for them and they put in a lot of time and effort much like everyone in this community probably does in their profession and their job and 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 they it means a lot to our players whenever there's support there to support them and and ultimately you may get mad at me you may get mad at a play call you may get mad at something that a coach does but um, at the end of the day our players they do a lot for this 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 sport and 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 they're and they're 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 afforded a great opportunity here at Louisiana Tech and I cannot wait to see the city of Ruston and Louisiana Tech campus support our players and we want to return that support to them as well. Yeah, just please remember what uh, and you're a fan. Sonny Cambiate is a fan of ball. He he will be he'll show up at a scrap and be cheering. He keeps <laughs> up, I guarantee you. And you need to follow him on Twitter. That's a joy. But please remember what your student athletes are doing is not easy. What they're trying to do is terribly difficult. College ball is a, a bit of a different ball game. The other team has scholarship players too, and they're trying hard. So let's encourage and let's ever loyal be. And until we get to be together again at the ballpark, thanks for your time. Till next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to Beyond 1894. Please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about this episode, check out our show notes. Beyond 1894 is produced by Louisiana Tech University's Office of University Communications.